<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Yes. Welcome back to Don V Fridays. We got a special pop-up edition. We doing pop-up shows. The street, hey, we got the streets buzzing right now. So we got to capitalize why the streets is buzzing right now. We got Drift in the building. How you living, my boy? I'm doing good, man. This is going to be the last episode of August. It's probably going to be coming out on Sunday, the 29th. So uh, five episodes this month. Absolutely crazy. Guests every single episode. We got our last guest right now, Darius. Go ahead and introduce yourself. What's going on? You already know what it is. Hokey legend, Calc Knowledge. What's going on? Hokey legend in the building, Calc Knowledge, social media wizard, YouTube legend, Virginia Tech football. You got a lot of different, you wear a lot of different hats, my boy. What's good with you? Man, I'm cooling, man. I'm cooling, man. Definitely, you know, excited to be on y'all platform, tapping in with y'all. From the real DC, real DC, you know, when the I first real DC, yeah, no, nah, the real exactly. When I first when I got the first got the tech and I was meeting people, they'd be like, I'm from DC, and I'd be like, Where? And you know, <laughs> like if you really from DC, uh, and I still had this mindset when I first got the tech, like if you ask somebody in DC where you from, they're gonna say their hood. Now, obviously, exactly. I'm grown, I'm grown now, so I don't say that, but you know, when I first got the tech, they would be, and then they I would just hear all like um Waddles, well, or, or Arl- Arlington, or just everything not DC. So I was like, <laughs> okay, I see what this is. Nobody here from DC. <laughs> yes, the real DC is the like when so, like just like you said, when somebody say they from DC and you say where you from, and they might say Kenilworth or something like that, that's DC. Yeah, exactly. It, even if a person say I'm from Northeast, no, nah, where you from? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Shout out Kenilworth. Shout out Kenilworth. Hey, shout out Simple City. Shout out the real DC. I live in Suitland. I live in Courage Hill in Suitland. It's a true story. I, I do not lie on this podcast. If I lie, I'll fly. I have I had on a Virginia Tech shirt. I was walking down the hill to a 7-Eleven. I had some kids run up on me. They said, Oh, Virginia Tech, my cousin. Either said my cousin or my uncle. But I go to Virginia Tech. He play on the football team. I said, who your uncle? He said, Darius Redmond. If I'm lying, I swear to God, I lived out Courage Hill for eight years. Y'all can pull the location of all my tweets. They say Suitland, Maryland for eight years from 2013 to 2021. I just moved back to Virginia. I was out Courage Hill in Suitland, Maryland. That's right on the border. Calc can verify this. He know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, Suitland is on the borderline of Southeast D.C. and PG County, Maryland. I was walking to the 7-Eleven. 
some kids said that my cousin or my uncle, this was some years ago, forgive me, but they say my, my family played there. They spoke your name. I say, I know exactly who you're talking about because we follow the team closely. I said, I know exactly who you're talking about. Shout outs to your family. And they, they, they spoke your name and, and they, they were proud of you. They didn't just say, oh, my uncle played there, whatever. They were, they were proud of you too. So shout out to your family that's in Courage Hill. It's a, it's yeah, a decent neighborhood. Shout out Courage Hill. Courage Hill can be them trenches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I found it. <laughs> it's some Look, good, it's some good dudes, but it's some. <laughs> yeah, it's knuckleheads everywhere, but yeah. it's knuckleheads everywhere. But uh, obviously, you from DC. I'm from Virginia, drift from Michigan. What was DC like coming up? And I'm gonna assume you a young dude, the early 2000s when DC was off the chain. What was what was DC like in them days? DC was. It was definitely that. I mean, it's just like it is now. It's dangerous. Now it's more brought to light because of social media. But um, for me, you know, it was regular, you know, um, in the neighborhood, things occur in the neighborhood, you know, losing friends. Um, I know for me personally, I'm real social. So I, will, I was branching out, going to different, hanging, hanging in different neighborhoods. Everybody knew where I was from, like my block, but I'm the type of, you know, go to this neighborhood, hang out with these people, this neighborhood, this neighborhood, this neighborhood, you know, which was good as for, you know, networking purposes, not as far as business, but just knowing people in different places, you know, because you never know when I'm talking in my DC, in my DC um, state of mind, but like, you never know when you can need somebody, you know, from this neighborhood, you know, help you get out of this situation, things like that. But it also in turn, um, it, the con of that was, I got, I grew so many relationships that when people would, you know, get killed and things like that, I, it took a bigger mm -hmm. toll on me than mm -hmm. if I would have just stayed in my neighborhood and only knew the people from my neighborhood, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, growing up, sports, I was a sports guy since sixth grade, started playing football and basketball, sixth grade. Go-Go's, uh, I don't know if y'all, well, I know you probably familiar with Go-Go's. Yeah. Um, that's like our club. So I started going to right. Go-Go's when I was, my first Go-Go I went to, I was 13. So people ask me today, like, why I really don't club, but in DC, you go out so early. Like I was clubbing from 13 till I left to Virginia Tech. So that's 13 to 18. That's five years. Literally, I'm not every week, but probably two weeks out of the month, I'm in a go-go. Like, and, yeah. and for the for the ones that and to the people that don't know what the go-go is, explain what the go-go is to to a a non-educated person on DC culture and DC because a lot of people think go-go and what they do in Baltimore is the same thing. It's not. So explain what go-go is to an uneducated person on DC life. So go-go is, is it's a genre of music, but it, right. it originated in DC. Um, Chuck Brown started it years ago, like 70, I don't know, maybe 70s, 80s, but it, yeah. uh, it evolved over time like any you know type of music but it's basically it's a band you know they have different instruments drums uh snares all that you have you have people on mic and they do they do take a lot of uh, mainstream songs and just mm -hmm. you know uh they they change it a little but they they for the it's like a remix kind of so right. they'll take a song from a mainstream artist and just make it into a, a band type of song. 
and but they do have right. their original songs as well. So it's it's just like our genre, our, our type of music, you know. It's definitely yeah. from Baltimore though. I, I don't even know. I, I never even really got into the Baltimore, you know, culture as far as music, but it is two totally different sounds, but it's not the same thing. Is that kind of where your same, love no. for music came from? Or a little bit? Uh, no, I did listen. I did love the go go. I was in there heavy. You hear me heavy. Um, but I did want to be in a band, but I never wanted to really be a rapper. Um, I, I just started rapping to because I wanted to have a label to help people from DC who didn't have the same platform or opportunities as I did. So I wanted to, so I started rapping because in my head, I'm like, okay, if I start a label today, and I haven't even, I don't even have a name in this field. Why would you want to come sign with me? So I was thinking from that, from that perspective, like, let me tap into it. And so I can understand how it is to be an artist, what artists go through so that I can have a better understanding when I'm trying to sign these artists and not even in a cocky way. I just, um, over time became good at it. So, you know, I just be applying that pressure. Right. Yeah, and and to the people that think that going to the go-go's is sweet or they think the word go-go is some sweet shit, you will get your head cracked in a go-go talking crazy about anybody in the neighborhood <laughs> up in the go-go's. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah so man. Not, not, not to cut you off. Yeah, so the go-go's the, in which we refer to, you know, the let out is, you know, when you get out. Um, there's definitely not... <laughs> It's definitely not where you want to be. Like it's shootouts at the let outs, you know, people getting jumped. Because when you're in there, yeah, you can fight. It's fights in there. But at the end, you're gonna have to fight a 300, you're gonna have to fight a 300 pound, six, six, ten bouncer. Like, so people don't really fight in there unless they really, really trying to get off. But because you're gonna have to fight somebody that you probably can't beat. You know, them bouncers, they huge. Thanks. So um, you know, Thanks. when you get out, you just gotta, you know. Get the way you're going. Like I know me personally, a couple times I, I would depend on how many people I'm with. You know that would determine when I'm leaving. Like if if I know it's an issue, oh I'm out of there. You know, 20 minutes early. But you know if it ain't no issue, you know I might stay to stay to the end. But you know, usually, yeah. usually it's issues at the end. Like because it's so many hoods in in one go go event, it's probably 20 hoods and. Facts. Within within those 20 hoods, seven of them beefing. So. And some people don't, they just reckless, you know, we call them crash dummies. They just do anything. Like they'll shoot you with a million people around, you know? So like, just gotta watch out for that and just be safe. I gotta ask a DC question. U Street or Adams Morgan? Where you partying at? Today, U Street, but when, <laughs> I was, when I was growing up, like, so U Street, how y'all, how you know U Street now? That wasn't my, right. actually my hood is, one block from U Street. So U Street wasn't, it didn't have no bars and stuff like that when I was growing up. That's new. Literally, they had to start like maybe 2014, 15 or something like that when I was already about to graduate from tech. Like that wasn't there before tech. So, um, but when I went home, you know, after college, then I saw what it became. But I'm like 10 years ago, nobody wasn't just, it's, it's, it's all neighborhoods surrounding U Street. People wasn't just walking, unless you, Right, knew somebody or was coming to one of our neighborhoods. You wasn't just walking on U Street. Right, definitely. But U Street definitely is lit. Shout yeah, out to all lit. my dogs that be out Pure Lounge. Yeah, I miss I miss being in Pure Lounge. Lots of lots of lots of soft cheeks coming in and out of Pure Lounge. Y'all hear me? <laughs> definitely some soft cheeks. Um, shout out to Rose Bar. That ain't on U Street, but shout out Rose Bar. 
Yeah. Shout, shout out to my man that got knocked out in front of Rose Bar. I swear to God, he had his he had his locks in the updo. Dude, knock this up, dude, out his fucking head. Y'all, I'm not, I swear to God, I wish I was lying. Shout out Rose Bar. Shout out, shout out John Wall for being a Rose Bar every week, getting drunk as hell. Every week. <laughs> every week. If you went to Rose Bar and didn't see John Wall, he probably was injured somewhere. Shout out John Wall. Um, but moving on to your football career, what other offers you had outside of Virginia Tech and what led you to Virginia Tech? So my very first offer was UVA. So well, I went to a powerhouse. So I went to the probably the best high school in DC or top two. So um, I went to a powerhouse. HD Wilson. HD Wilson, yeah, HD Wilson. So if you're Virginia Ricardo Tech, Young there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played with Ricardo three years to two years. Shout out, shout out, Ricardo Young. Yeah, I went to we went to middle school too. Um, so um, I I had UVA first. I had UVA first. And I committed to them because I didn't really know no better. Like, I was from the opposite side of town. So I went to HD just for football. So that's on. And people don't really do that in D.C. Like, they go to, you know, the school where they're comfortable with everybody from their neighborhood. So I went across there, HD Wilson, for football. And I got UVA first and I committed. You know, I didn't really know what's – I didn't really know. Like, I just knew – I wasn't even really in tune with college football, to be honest, like watching it. I ain't start watching it until I got offered. I committed to UVS when Mike London first got there. Um, he can talk. He caught. He was on the phone for like thirty minutes. He talked for like twenty nine minutes straight. Yeah, <laughs> uh, a Hampton nigga, a slick seven five seven Hampton nigga. Shout out yeah, Mike London. Ex- exactly. He can. He gonna sell you. So um, I committed to UVA, and then but uh, I had UNC, Marshall, mm-hmm. Duke, Pitt, um, ECU. ECU wanted me to come to play defense, though, so I was like, nah, not not doing that. So I really was, wasn't feeling them off-rip. Um, and I had – and VTech came last. So VTech came last, and I didn't really – again, I didn't really know anything as far as, like, how to look, look – to look into depth charts or look into anything but, okay, Virginia Tech had the best record last year. That's all I knew. And Carter was already there, you know, from my high school – uh, my teammate at a Boye Romare, he was committed there. Shout so out Boye. Just, yeah, that's my man. I was like, all right, I'm I was like, you know what? I'm gone. So I don't know. One day Cardo called us from tech and he was like, Coach, coach said, Coach Sherman, that's my man. Shout out Coach Sherman. He was he said that we'll we're gonna offer you if you commit. So I was like, I'm gone. Like they were just in the orange bowl against uh Stafford. Like, I'm like, all right, I'm gone. Mm. Like, send the offer over. So they sent the offer over. And I committed. I was supposed to go. We, me and Boye graduated early. He went on to Virginia Tech in January. I was going to UVA in January, but I switched commitments so late. The paperwork didn't go through quick enough for me to go to Virginia Tech in January with him. So mm. I, I was still out of high school. So I, I was literally at home or just working out from January till I reported in July. And yeah, that, yeah. That, shout out Boye. What boy what, what boy on today? You still keep in contact with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a uh, high school group. Check. So listen, I'm listen, I'm the social guy. Remember, I, I look, I'm the social guy. So <laughs> that's true. If I met you in life, nine times out of ten, I still communicate with you. So yeah, Boye and our um high school group chats, like you know, 12, 13 of us in there. So yeah, he's he doing his thing. He, he know about he getting to it. <laughs> Boye getting to it. Everybody getting to it. Who'd you room with you know, when you got to tech? 
So I had Matt Roth was my first. So we had a suite. It was six of us. It was me, Matt Roth. He played DN from Florida. Uh, Daddy Nicholas, Luther Maddie, Ronnie Van Dyke, and Dimitri Knowles. And Matt Roth eventually switched rooms, and I got Marcus Mott. And then those were my – well, I was close to a lot of players, but that, that's my suite. Like, we talk every day, um, me, Daddy, Lou, Ronnie, and Dimitri and Mott. So, like, to today, we still talk all the time. But those are my room. Those are my initial roommates. Yeah. I mean, those are my roommates freshman year in the dorm. Some legends. What was them Florida boys country as hell? What was daddy? Yeah, man. Listen, when they first came, Lou with the goals in his in his mouth, with the with the nappy bush looking like the, the webby bush. He had the webby bush. Man, they actually yeah. was crazy. They 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 didn't really hang with us though. When they first got there, uh Hose, I know y'all remember Jay Hose. Hose used to come Shout and out. get them because they went to the same high school. So Hose used to come get them and you know they'll go. To hoes crib or just hang out with hoes. So yeah, and my boys though, the accent was definitely down south Yeah, man. Shout out to all the Florida Hokies. Um Boye had transferred. I think he stayed one year or two years and transferred. Do you know what led to him transferring? Was he just tired of it? Uh um personally, honestly, I don't really know the exact reason he decided to transfer. Um, I do know he did play safety. He, I believe he played the same safety as Kashan, and they both were they both were freshmen. So whoever was – he left before the season, but I know whoever would have started, then the other person would have had to be a backup for their whole career because they both was going to play as freshmen. So – Right. Um, but I feel like they could have fit – they could have definitely, you know, found a, a um, platform because he was definitely a baller. Ain't, ain't nobody there going to tell you he wasn't a baller. So I don't know right. exactly – like I never even asked him, to be honest. But, right, um, and and the crazy thing is, if if those two are on the team today, they're both playing because the whip is now basically another safety, like a nickel yep. almost. But yeah, exactly. in them day, in them days, it, like you said, it was one or the other, so nobody wanted to be a career backup. And both of them was dogs. I mean, Kashawn Jared, a legend. Shout out to him. But uh, yeah, it be's like that. So. You live, you live basically in a suite with Big Lou and 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 Daddy Nicholas and them. But who was some of your favorite dogs on that team that wasn't in that suite? Um, it's gonna be a long list. All right, let me start with, with my class. With my class, uh, Mike Holmes. Uh, okay. Kashan, uh, Kevin Asante, uh, Chris Harley, like. Man, we had the funniest. Chris Harley was one of the funniest guys. Shout out Chris Harley. Um, Mike Cole. I loved Mike Cole. Like, he was a baller. Y'all remember Mike Cole before he got his neck injury? He was a baller at safety. Right. Right. Facts. Baller. So, Mike Cole. Uh, Ryan Malik. That was my dog. You know, we both tight ends. Ryan Malik. That's my dog. Ryan Malik. Shout out Ryan Malik. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely shout out Malik. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a lot. I can it's a lot. Uh, I don't want to leave out nobody. My whole my whole class. My whole if you if they was in my class, I, like they know we cool. Like we I'm still hitting them up. Like we still chopping it up. So I would say my I would say I was cool with everybody in my class. Even and then the older guys, you know, I would say my freshman year I've seen the most leadership. Like from the Danny Coles, the Jared Boykins, the mm. those type of guys. Mm. Okay. They I definitely they, I think that was the best year. Since I was there, as far as like having a lot of leadership. What was, what was so what was so good about their leadership style? 
I feel like they I feel like they led by example. Like they wasn't mm. really rowdy rowdy. As 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 I'm just watching from my freshman year to my senior year, they just led by example. It's not that they were so so vocal. It's just you know they 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 got it done, and you just watching them. Like even like I never Danny didn't really talk, but he well I never I mean he spoke, but like he wasn't the vocal <laughs> guy. But like you like when you look at him, you like yeah I want to you know not be like him, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Do the things he do type of thing. So. What was your relationship with the staff like? Because, I mean, we have a lot of people on here that, you know, are on Fuente staff, stuff like that. But you're a little older. So what was your relationship with, you know, Beamers? With my staff, I was I was co- I was close with or, or on good terms with a few of the coaches, Cornell Brown. Uh, I still talk. Shout to him out Cornell today. Brown. I still talk to him today. Uh, Coach Steinspring, that was my dog. He always kept it real with me. Always kept it real with me. That's my shout out Steiny. Steiny gets a lot of hate, but shout out Steiny. Yeah, shout out Steiny. He a good dude. Uh, Coach Sherman, he was my recruiter, but he left, I believe, after my sophomore year. Coach Sherman. Um, oh, Coach Moorhead, Amo. He a good oh, dude. Oh, yeah. Aaron Moorhead, shout out. Yeah. Shout out, Amo. Um, I, I want to say that's a uh, Coach Searles was cool. Coach Searles was cool. Stacy Searles. Yeah, he was cool. Other than that, um, Shane Shane was cool. I ain't never really had no problem with Shane, to be honest. But uh, other than that, you know, oh, the strength, everybody in the strength department, love them all. Um, Coach Short, Gentry, Coach Ferg, Coach Short, Coach Crush. Uh, even when Acre was 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 in the strength department, Coach Schumann, everybody who was ever, if you was in the strength in the strength program from 2011 to 2015. Nothing but good things to say about them. Yeah, you got a lot of love for the coach and staff. Anybody you wasn't fucking with on the coach and staff? I de- I, I, ain't gonna, I definitely had my had my pick with Leffler. I, I ain't really appreciate how he went about things. Scott Leffler. Keep it a hundred. Like, I just feel like he wasn't right in the head. I feel like he wasn't right. I feel like he did definitely had have uh, his favorites. And I and I felt like he just wasn't keeping his word. Like he he didn't gave me his word before, and he ain't followed through with his word. So once he didn't do that, I kind of like you know lost the the liking the liking. Right. For him. What was his word? His his listen. This was his exact word. Right. He said, "I swear." I ain't gonna say who he sweared to. You know, <laughs> I swear to bleep, you are going to score a touchdown this season. He said. Mm. I, he said. He said such. He said I forgot the quarterback. He said he said the quarterback. I forgot. Did he say Boer? I think he said Boer. He said Boer told me you've been. He ain't say going crazy, but in my words, he said going crazy. And seven on seven this summer, you gonna score the. You know, blah blah. I came to my locker and told me this, so I'm like, I'm in mm. there. I'm in there. Look, boy, that boy ain't even play me. That boy, he played me, but he didn't play me. You know what I'm <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, he played me, but he, you know, what I'm saying so. Um. After that, then I just felt like he was going. He was giving favorites too, though. Like, cause I definitely was was should have been on the field. I played a lot when he first got there, and then he went on, you know, for the for the uh, the receiver tight end route versus you know the traditional tight end because he, you know, we switched from pro style to spread. Right. So you know. Okay. And I just feel like we had a lot of talent. Pass. I just feel like we had a lot of talent that he wasn't utilizing. 
Now people can say what they want, but we had talent, bro. We had talent. Y'all definitely, y'all definitely had offensive talent. You yeah, played. To... What was okay? So you was on the team for the infamous Wake Elite game, the zero, the Wake Forest game. Yeah, when Beamer, the infamous picture when Beamer got his hands up. The infamous picture where Beamer got his hands up. What is the mood in the locker room after the game? I mean, bro, I ain't even gonna lie to you. Like, I was never really how some people are like at the end of a loss or like they just say and then they I'm that's not me, bro. I, I'm on to I'm trying to see what I'm eating out of the game. Like, I ain't worried about that. But a lot of people, they I mean, they felt some type of way because it was Wake Forest, bro. Like, nobody wanna to lose to Wake Forest. Right. In well, that we, fashion. We, we didn't lose, but we 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 basically we basically if you tie with Wake Forest, you lose. Yeah. All right. Now you now y'all we did lose. Well, uh, they won like what six to three. Yeah, six to three. Double double overtime or something. Yeah, double overtime. So um I mean, you know what people were upset because it's Wake Forest. And that's okay. the team, that's a team you're supposed to go into, you know, you know, when you go like when I first got there, we played Duke and stuff like that. That's like a highlight game. So that was supposed to be like a highlight game. But you know, when we get, but we, again, we wasn't, we still wasn't the, you know, team when I got there as a freshman, number five in the country. Like we wasn't that team. But mm-hmm. I think people still sometimes may have approached it that way. Like we just gonna go out right. there and kill them. Kitty boy, the streets gotta know. And whatever whatever information you have on this during this Wake Elite game, it's alleged. Almost confirmed that Shane Beamer had Wake Forest's offensive game plan from a disgruntled Wake Forest coach. Is that true? Um, did, Shane, did Shane Beamer cheat in the Wake Elite game? And shout out to him if he did. <laughs> no, shout out Shane. But to be honest, bro, I, I never heard that. Um, boy, and if yeah. I did, I forgot. But I don't know. I don't know. And if we he did and we didn't kill him, then it's an issue. <laughs> <laughs> So I right, look. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't know, but if he did, and, yeah, and that was the score, then nah, something ain't, we ain't winning. Yeah, basically, stuff. it was a disgruntled Wake Forest coach. I want to say the running back coach, or just a, somebody on staff. He was quitting his job or getting fired. I can't remember the details, but he basically passed Shane the game plan. Like this, will be doing on offense this week, and clearly. <laughs> they was held to zero points through regulation, but we couldn't score neither. So. <laughs> that's crazy. I, look, that's crazy if that's if that's a fact. You you play. Um, you was talking about your time at Tech at the beginning, like you said, they coming off Orange Bowls. All they know is winning ACC championships, Orange Bowls, playing in the big games and. Towards the end of the Beamer era, is tailing off. We y'all still going to bowl games every year. That's like it ain't as bad as it is now. <laughs> but even those years was looked at as a disappointment. Uh, what was? I mean, was you feeling like, damn, like we falling off? What was your mood like during like the later Beamer era? Well, I definitely felt like we was falling off because that. You know, like I said, I was the, my freshman class was the first, what was the last class to really experience, you know, the the BCS Bowl. So 
it definitely felt like going like we were going downhill. So I'm thinking like, cause I'm when I come in, I'm spoiled. We got the we going to we went to Louisiana, I mean New Orleans for the bowl game. So I'm like, yeah, this is every mm. year we lit. The money, the, the the per diem crazy, the bowl gifts is crazy. Mm. Yeah. So we to military bowl and stuff like that. I'm like, hold up, this ain't what this ain't what I signed up for. <laughs> I mean, the vibe was right. different, you know. I think it also affected people's. They're like, well, we're not, we're not going to, you know, the Sugar Bowl, so, uh, you know, it is what it is type of mentality. I feel like some people may have had that, you know, mindset as well. Do you think it was yeah, the mentality man. that contributed to the team playing like that, or because? No, I, I mean, think I've... it was. I think it the play. I think the play calling could have been better. Okay. Um, so Scott Leffler, Scott Leffler fucked it up. <laughs> uh, I think he did. I think he. Messed, I think he. I think he did. You know, bring some mess up to it. Uh, I think. I mean, I think overall, though, it, it's a mixture of you know, personnel, play calling, and mentality. But for the most part, I think not. I think, but I know majority of the team had the right mindset. But we just may have not been always put in the right situation from okay. from from the. Know, the play calling or something like that, but you—I mean—that's here no there. You never know if they called this other play with that at work type of thing. Yeah. Do you do you believe that? And and Michael Brewer was the quarterback during this era. Do you believe that if Michael Brewer could have stayed healthy after that Ohio State game where Virginia Tech goes into the shoe, knocks off the number, whatever they was top. 10 team in the nation, Michael Brewer get his ass killed. Do you think if he was able to remain healthy after that game, that the this, this season would have been the, an, another magical season in Virginia Tech history? Because Brendan Motley ended up playing in that Wake Forest game, definitely, but it was Brendan Motley coming in and Brewer was in and out and hurt and he was kind of playing like shit. I, I ain't going to hold, you know, he was kind of playing sorry too with the injuries, of course. Uh, do you think that is what derailed the season? I'm, um, I wouldn't say it derailed the season because it's not like Brewer. Okay, he was a starter, but it's right. not like he was going crazy. Like you know what I'm saying? It wasn't Facts. Like was, Facts. No, and there's no dis, just no disrespect. This is just me being honest. It's not like he was going right. crazy. So, I mean, I think we would have been maybe one uh, extra game or two, but I don't think we would have went to the, you know, the playoffs or anything. Right. Right. That was like the first just, year to playoff. Yeah. I think it's just, you know, like I said, I think it's just putting people in, you know, the right situations. Cause me personally, I like mo I like mobile QBs. V tech is always good with mobile QBs and that's Motley right. was a mobile QB. So, and that's like when Gerard came mobile QB, Tyrod mobile QB. So, I think when they have a mobile quarterback, Logan was Logan was mobile. You know, he wasn't four four, but hey, it's gonna take four guys to take him down. So you know, that's right. a mobile QB right there. So um, I think he would have, you know, not been great, not had a you know a much higher record, but we may have won an extra. It would have been better. Shout out Brendan Motley too. Brendan Motley gets treated like this, the like the worst back. Like they they treat ben, Brendan Motley like he Corey Hope. Out here, and all Virginia Tech fans know who Corey. Shout out Corey Hope. This ain't no disrespect, bro. Come on, Don V. Friday, tell your story. But uh, shout out Brendan Motley, man. 
Uh, you oh, for sure. Shout out Molly. Um, I like Molly at quarterback. I like I love Leal at quarterbacks, and you know. Shout out Mark Leal, Florida boy. Yeah, I already knew how that was. Listen, the first day of practice when Brewer came, mind you, he he just enrolled in the summer. The first day of practice, the first team drill, Brewer came out with the ones. I said, okay, I see how this because I don't how you come out with the ones. <laughs> And they, they never even said you play him. Mark B been here. So I was like, all right, this Thanks. is like when I see stuff like that, and there's no uh, there's no knock to board, but when I see stuff like that, I'm like, okay, this isn't they play I don't know what this is. Like yeah. the, the game is funny, like that's weird. Like I don't know. That's what I mean by did like Mark did Mark Leal really leave Virginia Tech to go get a job. Yeah, he, he had a good, yeah, he had a good job. I believe a medical, <laughs> medical job. Yeah, medical. Shout out I mean, to Mark. Hey, get that paper. Yeah, I mean, I, I listen. If they plan me and I think that I feel as though I'm better than the person in front of me, I'm out. Like I already got my degree. I'm, I'm not. You wasting my time. Nobody want to go to practice and go to class, and I already graduated, and I'm sitting behind somebody. I feel like I'm better than. So, and then the job one. Come on, man. I'm gonna get that money. Yeah. Oh, he oh he juiced on them boys like what mid season like no nah, y'all yeah, got. I think after my, I want to say was it after Miami game when he drove it downfield scored. Yeah, <laughs> he said yeah dip set. I'm good money. My boy said look I told y'all what I can do I'm not here. I forgot he did that actually he just brought it up I totally forgot he did that. Hey man I remember everything I've been a Virginia Tech fan most of my life and I remember all the pain I can't even remember the good times. I just remember the dumb shit. <laughs> I only remember the dumb shit. Um, while you were playing at Tech, and I noticed this from you specifically in that era, you were one of the first college athletes that was very aware that you could build a brand via social media and YouTube and these platforms. Now... Every athlete got a YouTube, a, a TikTok, a social presence. They're trained to have it from probably at birth. But you were one of the first that I've seen engage after games, uh, give your takes. You did music, all kinds of things. Did you see this coming? Did you see this era of players having a platform coming? Or what, uh, was did- that just fun for you? Yeah, it was just fun for me. So like that's that was just my personality, and I just took it to social media. It started uh, 2013. But to answer your question, no, I didn't see it coming, and I didn't see it in a lot of players, or, or not in a lot of players, but I didn't see people actually doing it. How often they're doing it now? I was just doing it because that's who I am. You know, a lot of people do things because they see other people doing it. I was I literally saw no one doing it. I just did it. I know uh, we started and we used to have team meetings, you know, in training camp and Beamer. So we'll have like an hour to go eat, shower and get in the team meeting room before before Beamer gets up there to talk at the podium. So I would leave dinner early, go down there because everybody not social. So some players would be down there early, you know, the guys that don't really talk to people. So I would go down there early, you know, and stand at the podium and chop it up with them. I started off as quote unquote street code. Shout out to my mm-hmm. boy, Michael Santa Maria. He played kicker. He used to be in there really taking the notes on the phone. Like, that's my boy. So, <laughs> started with street codes, quote unquote. And then, you know, started with a couple people down there until, and then it led up to like the whole team in there, like the whole hundred, how many people in camp? A hundred, like a whole hundred people in there. And we just going crazy. I took that from, I took it from there to Instagram. This is what Instagram was 15 seconds. 
and I started posting quotes. I started doing videos. Um, started posting the quotes. I started making little 15 second videos, inspirational, comical videos. And it just went crazy. Like I had made a separate Twitter for Calc Knowledge and no lie, in like a month. So I had my other Twitter since like 11th grade. I had like 2,000 mm-hmm. followers, a little over 2,000. I made a separate one for Calc Knowledge skits, videos, and things like that. I had got up to like 18,000 in like a month. Mm. Like crazy. I have like I, it's still active. Um, but like I follow you, I follow y'all from my that was my V, that was my Darius VT page. It just says boss man calc now, but it used to be okay. like Darius v, underscore VT or something like that. But if you go to my likes on my calc knowledge Twitter, you'll see all the hundreds of thousands of views I was getting on those videos. And that's when it was going crazy. But I lost hella follow. I got like maybe six thousand now, but I reached like sixteen, seventeen thousand. Okay. Yeah. And just think. When NIL NIL popping off now, they giving out bags. You got a brand where I would have crazy. Yeah, just DM, just uh, pay for promo. Yo, can you tweet my? Can you tweet my business? You would have been getting some some nice bags using your platform. Yeah, that's why I got to give you flowers. Now you was ahead of the curve on all this. I didn't even think of it like that. But I didn't. Well, I didn't even think of that. But yeah, you right. I would have went crazy. But where did yeah, the- like? Shout out to them, man. I'm glad they're getting that bag now because I saw something that says, you know, players are getting hundreds of thousands, almost a million dollars. So, yeah. So shout out to them, but I definitely went crazy with the with the social with the social media. And then when I made the, the Today Show, that jumped every. That's when I gained all them thousands of followers for real, for real. Mm. How did you think so of the I name had, uh, Calc Knowledge? Yeah. So I was, I used to eat out a lot, like twice a day, and one day I was at. Chipotle and I bought somebody's meal behind me and I was like all you gotta do is take a selfie with me so I took the selfie with him and I hashtag catch me if you can so I was like for I did it for like a week and a half straight I believe I would post it on Twitter I would say if you see me out and uh, or I'm purchasing somebody's meal every day this week um, and for about nine days straight I post I mean I uh, bought somebody's meal every time I was out I even bought one two girls called me off the late night in Walmart like 11 midnight or something like 11 o'clock or midnight bought both of these stuff in, in walmart and one in the next tuesday get out of practice phone was going crazy with notifications and come to find out the today show which is like the biggest morning show have wrote an article about it. espn wrote an article about it so i would took off after that hey shout out like i said you are you definitely had the you might not have thought you had the vision, but you literally laid down the groundwork for how to build a brand while playing college football at the same time. We got to give you flowers right now, man. You would have been making some hefty-ass bags uh, promoting Main Street Pharmacy and all that. <laughs> exactly. Look, I say this to everybody, and they can argue me. Uh, people argue with me all the time or debate with me. I tell people I'm the biggest the most popular player to ever go to Virginia, to ever play at Virginia Tech. Now, obviously, somebody's going to say, so people will say, okay, Mike Vick, Bruce Smith, like these, they will list people. But if you hear me out, what I'm saying, other than other than them playing that sport, what else did they bring to, you know, to their brand, quote unquote? So, you know, I started a rap battle league there, first event, 320 people in there. I started a rap battle league, right? I had a clothing line fear, faith even after rejection, going crazy, everybody on campus with the gear. I had the calc knowledge. Like, the brand was just strong. Like, 
I don't know nobody who was bigger than me in tech history to keep it 100 yeah. with you. Yeah. As far as building your own brand by yourself, can't nobody, can't nobody say they definitely doing what you was doing because Michael Vick, that was a different time in the media where like you had to be, you had to do it on the field. It was there was no social media. So I'll definitely put you out there as far as social media era. And, and like I said, you kicked that, you kicked the dough down. So let's move on to the music. So we talked, we touched on it a little bit earlier, like what got you into music. Uh, let me take it a different way. What, who inspires you to make music the most? Or, or what, what's the sound you going for? So who inspired me isn't the sound I'm going for. So the, the okay. I'm actually in a lane of my own because right. I don't cur- I don't curse. So I can say J Cole. People compare it to J Cole, but J Cole curses. So I'm mm-hmm. actually in it because it's J Cole style, but I just don't curse or degrade women. So I would say J Cole style. I, l- I love Nas. Like Nas is my favorite rapper. So I listen to a lot of Nas. But who inspired me? I, it would, I wouldn't say an artist. No artist specifically inspired me. I listen to a lot of different artists, primarily DC artists, just because, you know, I'm supporting them. I know them, things like that. But I wouldn't say a, a one specific artist, you know, exactly inspired me. Like, it was never like, okay, this artist, I want to be like this artist. It was never that. Okay. Who are you listening to out of DC? Who your, name your top three DC rappers. All time. What your top three? You could be all time. It could be right now. Okay. Right now, probably would be. Man, that's a tough one. Uh, I'll go. So, so artists from my neighborhood, Slime Gone. I'll go Slime okay. Gone. I'll go. No Savage. No Savage is killing them right now. And I'll go. That's a tough one. Um, dang, I want to switch it up. Actually, I'm gonna go with my man CFM Joe. He R and B. So those two rappers, and then I go R and B. But you know, all time, obviously, you know, I'll go Glizzy, Light Show, Fat Trail. Shout out! Hey, is Fat Trail free? Every time I look up Fat Trail, like, look, is Fat Trail locked up right he's, now? He, he's he's still in. It's crazy. He's still in. But it's like every time I get on the net, it's like they were like he's coming home soon, but. Then I see another picture of him in the cell. So I don't know. You know, I don't hey, know. Shout, his shout out Fat Trill with his always in jail is free yeah, Fat Trill. Fat Trill, if you not free, free you. But every time I look up, bro, locked up. Uh, no yeah, Savage. It's crazy. Definitely, no Savage uh-huh. definitely got the city on fire right now. But yeah. when I was up there, uh, let me get, this is PG Merlin. This ain't DC, but Q the Fool. I fuck, I fuck with Q the Fool. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, um, I used to listen to Q. But I feel like I, well, I haven't listened to his latest stuff, but I feel like he just wasn't really changing. He wasn't really elevating. It was all it was the same, you know, the same thing over and over and over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I fuck with Q the Fool Heavy, obviously. Shaq Glizzy. When I first I moved to DC in 2013, well, I moved to PG in 2013, and that was I think Young Hefe, the Young Hefe, the first one was just coming out. That might have been 2014, but that's what got me on the Shaq Glizzy. When I first moved up there, that young Hefe was, I couldn't escape it. I was living in Courage Hill. 
I could not escape that young half fish. Shout out. Hey, and, and uh first 48 is our theme music normally, but we playing that count knowledge, you know, get the people get, you know, switch it up. You know, we we not locked in enough and we're gonna play that count knowledge. So what's next? What's going on with you right now? So I'm working on well, I just dropped the album uh two about yeah, about two no, not two months, uh probably about a month and a half ago called right on time but like right w-r-i-t-e because I've been, mm-hmm. i'm a writer you know i'm a poet um so i'm still pushing that but i'm also about to jump about to drop another ep to close out the year uh, every year i drop a versatility which is the the concept behind that is just me rapping it's a lot of features on the versatility eps to to show that i'm versatile just so i'll collab with a, a artist that doesn't rap like me or on the same type of beats as me but you know i just crush them i still crush the beat crush the song okay so i'm dropping the third one so it's gonna be the final one it's gonna be called versa trilogy no one knows that so this is exclusive i'm dropping the versa trilogy probably i got one more one more feature i'm waiting to come back so i'll probably drop it um early october i got a song with tim settle on there uh shout out shout tim out settle. tim settle that's an exclusive too we got a song in there called fatherhood you know, that gonna go crazy so I see a lot of music videos on your on your YouTube. Uh, do you do a oh, lot yeah, of the produce- crazy. Yeah, do you do a lot of the producing, or how does that go? As my music or the actual video? The actual video. No, I, I have different videographers shoot for me. I usually come up with the, the treatment. Well, like the treatment is, you know, the idea of the video, and then you know I have someone shoot it, edit it, and we lock them. Okay, that's what's up. And what and where can people find? Where can people find your music? What platforms are you on? All of that for the people. Everything is Calc Knowledge. Everything. C-A-L-C-K-N-O-W-L-E-D-G-E. Calc Knowledge on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I, I got to get my got to get my TikTok lit. I'm a teacher. So, you know, all my students, they lit on TikTok. So, you know, I, I, I got to get more lit on TikTok so that I can grow my brand. Because I see, you know, my students, they on TikTok all day. So I'm like, okay, if I can capture the students or the kids, then you're going to win. They know all the NBA Young Boy songs, all the, you know, little baby yeah. songs. So I got I to gotta tap in with that, that TikTok. What do you teach? What grade? I teach elementary. This is my first year teaching elementary PE and art. But well, this is my second year. Last, but it was COVID last year. But in the two years before then, I was teaching middle school. Okay, that's dope. That's dope. Ain't ain't and it's Calc Knowledge. Can they? Are you on Apple Music? Uh, oh yeah, Spotify? my bad. I'm on Apple Music, Spotify, Title, iTunes. Calc Knowledge on all music platforms. Yeah, Calc Knowledge on every on all music platforms. Go y'all go check out that right on time, man. That drink going crazy. Right on time, Calc Knowledge. That's Spotify, Apple. YouTube music, those are the oh, go subscribe too. Look, go subscribe. Go subscribe. I'm, almost at 2000, I'm almost at 2,000 subscribers, so go subscribe. Go subscribe. Hey, are you also on SoundCloud? I am on SoundCloud, but I haven't dropped any. Once I realized or found out really about streaming, I ain't putting nothing else on there. So I, it's on there. I have some. <laughs> I got my first album on there. That it's cool, but. Yeah, so you can you can go ahead and check that out too. You know, run that SoundCloud up as well. Whatever you got, I'm on. So, so what's the angle for you? I mean, you talked about record label earlier, but what's what's the dream? What's the angle that you're trying to reach? So my angle is with music is to start my own label, and because I, I really believe I have an ear for music, you know, for talent. But it's just like everybody don't have 
the, the same platform and the same opportunity. It's just the same as like sports. So you may have went to high school with somebody you knew could have played at the next level, but their school may have been under the radar. So they never got that right opportunity. So I just want to be able to create a platform for everybody. Well, for as many people as I can, who I think are talented, and but just don't have the same resources or network. How do you think you're going to end up going about doing that? I mean, I know you said you're going to start out doing this and but like, what else can you do to start doing that? Well, I can blow as an artist myself and then mm-hmm. branch off into the CEO role. So that's, that's, that's what I want to do. And you know what, if I blow as an artist, then that means I have the resources, the network and the money to, to, to sign artists and, and give them the light that they need. But right now, right. you know, I don't really have that to give to them and I don't want to short anybody. So you, so you ready to play the Rick Ross role? Like you gonna blow, but you gonna make sure to put your people on too. Yeah, yeah, like Rick Ross or Lil Bibby. Like I, I like Lil Bibby. He started off as a rapper, and now he, he's the CEO. Like he found Juice World. So you right. know, that, that's that's the role I'm trying to play, definitely. That boss role. I, I'm a boss. <laughs> that's it. My bad, boss text. man, Cow. Um, but yeah, man, we want to thank you for having it. We want to thank you for coming on Don V Fridays. It's Calc Knowledge on all platforms C A L C N O K N O W L E. I can't spell I'm retarded. L E D G E Calc Knowledge. That's YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Apple Music, Spotify. Um, am I missing anything? YouTube Music. Yeah, um, subscribe. Yeah, everything. Everything. Subscribe, like, everything. share, uh, favorite, follow, all of that. Um, we want to thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing your story with us. Thank you for talking about the real DC with us. Thank you for shitting on Scott Leffler for us. <laughs> everything. <laughs> Shout out. Um, look, I tweet him all the time. I tweet him all the time. He's gonna have to eventually tweet me back because I want to have a talk with him. I got I got some questions for him. Hey, we got everybody Leffler. tweeting at him. You owe. Count knowledge a conversation, my boy. He owe me, he owe me some money. He owe, he, he, look, he stopped me from getting millions, so he owe me some money. <laughs> talk to him, talk to hey Scott Leffler. Where he at now? Bowling Green or some shit? Yeah, Bowling, look, when he got when he got the job, I tweeted Bowling Green. I said so, they was like, I want to welcome the new coach or something like that. And I was like, sorry to hear that. But the crazy thing is, a lot of VTech fans like the tweet. I quoted and I was like, sorry to hear that. Like basically saying, mm-hmm. you know, implying that dang y'all, y'all, y'all going out bad getting him. Going out bad fucking with Scott Leffler. It's probably a zero zero game in their future. Drift, you got anything left left to say? Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Uh we'll plug you with all the shit. And uh, you know, we'll talk to you soon. Hopefully have you on again. What's your prediction for Virginia Tech this season? I look, I really I don't know if the fans do or the supporters do, but I really like the quarterback they got now. So I, I definitely see them winning, you know, nine, nine, make pushing ten. Okay, okay. Oh, so, you on the more positive side of things? It's yeah, a lot of people that's predicting six and seven. Oh no, nah, I see, I see eight or nine. I really do. It really falls on him, but he's mobile. Like he's a he's a baller. Like I like that quote. Right. So it all yeah. falls on him if he comes out and balls the way I think he can ball. They're gonna go crazy. It don't even matter about no other offensive position. If he balling, he's gonna make everybody else around him ball. That's facts. And there you have it. So all the dick riders on 247 that say we just have negative people on got a dick for you to eat. 
everybody we have on is not negative. We bring on everybody. We're not, we don't lean no way. We have oh, everybody no, see, on. This, this is the misconception okay. that people have about people like myself and, you know, other names. I ain't going to say their names, but that they think that we're bashing the school. One, I love, I, I would, I want to move to Blacksburg to live. Like, I love Virginia Tech, but it's just certain things within certain coaches we don't like. Like, it's not, you're not going to hear nobody say they didn't like the teammates. They didn't like, I don't know, um, every coach. It's, I don't know nobody that didn't like every coach. It's specific coaches that do specific things, but it's not, and it's not a sense of like, we mad, or I'm going to just say me. I'm not mad that this coach didn't play me if I felt like I shouldn't have played. You feel what I'm saying? If I mm. felt like I wasn't better than someone in front of me, then okay, cool. I don't have no reason to be mad. But if I know that I'm better than somebody, okay, now we have an issue. So I think that people taking it as we, people bash the program. We love the program. Well, I love the program. I'm going to games. I love the program. So I don't never take it as that. It's just certain things we don't like or we don't respect. You know, just just little yeah, things like it. that. Like yeah, I just told you, I love everybody in the strength in the strength program. I still talk to Coach Ferg today. Coach Short, I love you like we I love a lot of them coaches. And it's just actually it was really only, you know, a couple that we just didn't see eye to eye. But it's no hatred. You right. know, it's not like no I want to fight them or anything like that. Right. But the media and not like, you know, like you said, two two four seven sports. I don't I don't know him, but like I do see people. Always, they'll say like your platform is for athletes to or former players to bash the program. Right. That's, that's not really bashing. It's how they feel, but you wouldn't know because you wasn't there. So me telling, let's say two four seven for example, that's like me telling him how he should feel about his balls or somebody that he knows that we don't know. How how can we tell you that we're not there? We don't know what's going on. Yeah, right. But they but they try to say but they but they tell you. What happened in your locker room because of what they think they cousin of? Exactly. So that's why it's so confusing. Because if you wasn't there, you don't understand or you don't know. You just think we hating or we mad. Like nobody mad. We living good. It's just we just telling the truth. How you can either accept the truth or you can be mad at the truth. It's, 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 a lot of people choose to be mad at the truth. They choose to be mad at the truth. We learned that from the Trayvon Hill blowback and the Eric Kuma blowback. But we thank you for coming <laughs> on, man. Um, shout out to them guys, though. You know the young. I look uh, them, them. My men. Shout, shout out outs. to them guys. Shout outs to them. Um, and to, and to, and this is a special episode of Don V Fridays. It's coming out on a Sunday. <laughs> on the Two episodes Day. one week. <laughs> episodes one week. Be going back to back on y'all boys, man. Yeah, Josh, yeah price is going pressure. up. Applying that pressure, man. We on we at next for the rest of the year. We want to thank our guest, Darius Redman, aka Count Knowledge, for coming on. For sure. Oh, one, one last thing. Listen, you gotta yes, have sir. you gotta have an episode with me. Like where we all tap in me, Kuma, T hit everybody, everybody who you had on here, John Quay, everybody you had on here, you gotta the have okay. okay. <laughs> Dream team episode to get everybody perspectives team. from. From the older guys, because even though I'm older than them, I'm still tired. I, like, I'm everybody knows. Cal listen, listen here. Like, <laughs> listen, I'm tapped in with everybody. So it's, it'll be cool to get everybody's perspective on different things, but at the same time. Oh, yeah, we definitely need we're to do try that. To, we're going to try to set like a round table discussion and try to set exactly, something like that. Exactly. But until, but until next episode, y'all, God bless.
To the money, y'all going out bad. Dog in my blood, straight from my dad. One thing from the hood that I always took. Judge from the actions, not from the looks. The game is fake, it's not what you see. All of that money is make believe. Trying to spell street, RIP. Surrounding this key, my crew elite. Comparing the fake to me, the lifestyle real, it gets too steep. Was given the knowledge before degrees. Every fourth, I'm overseas. Don't be confused, I'm really him. Rocking the heli, I lace my tin. The state of the world, I constantly cringe. The path to win, it never ends. Every year, I'm taking new strides. It's cost the ride that him and be flying. Ain't no denying. New crib, I'm wildin'. Equity in it, you know that I'm styling. You love to see it, the business is piling. Chasing new ventures, I'm thinking the island. I'm thinking ahead, I'm good on retirement. Lessons and prayers. Through all of these times I'm back in position You know that I'm up Help out the men That's my type of stuff Get out the way Or you get crushed Water the game Enough is enough Back on the throne I'm saving the game They label me crazy My shoes insane Tactical legacy Braille the name Hoodies and scullies Withstood the rain Invest in your dreams You might overcome Waste your life Please don't be dumb It's plenty statistics Please don't be one I'd rather the rumble We don't need no guns A merciful judge You never see none Lost in the matrix I'm really the one I'm saving the hood I'm still on the run, I'm constantly working, the job never done, it's done, it's done, I'm always at work, lie to yourself, you're bound to get hurt, leave the streets, I'm good on them shirts, I'm known for a temper, I tend to just curse, it's time for a rise, been putting in work, won't let me in, watch me insert, ignore my request, I end up berserk, haters they lurking, I'm always alert, I'm alert.